Welcome to Sexual Craftsmanship, the podcast that teaches you how to develop sexual confidence and become a better lover using a system of practice suited for dating and sex in today's world. No experience necessary. And now, here's your host, certified sex coach, sociologist, and mega nerd, Sarah Martin. Hello, craftsmen. How are you doing today? Where are you at? What's life like? Uh, on my side, a little bit about my day. I mean, it's another beautiful, sunny summer day. And I'm doing really well, actually. I'm really excited about this episode of the podcast. I can't wait to share this with you. I'm also getting pretty excited about the one-day virtual intensive I've got coming up at the beginning of next month. Uh, I'll tell you a bit more about that later, but it is going to be lit up, that is for sure. (laughs) I don't know, it's really fun to like plot and plan and put things together for you guys. It just fills me with joy. And speaking of being filled with joy, the topic of today's podcast, I want to have some real talk with all of you about this idea of being desired. And we've talked before about desire on this podcast, about what you want and how to tune in to what it is that you want. And today we're going to take a look at another piece of this desire puzzle, which is the, uh, this idea of being desired. One of the most common desires I hear from men that they have about their sex lives is to be desired or feel desired or feel wanted. And... The easiest way I can think to summarize this, listening to many people's stories, is this being desired is the experience of sensing someone is hungry for you and specifically sexually desires you. It is pretty highly erotic, right? It has a special charge and carries with it a powerful energy. And for some people, feeling desired becomes even more than just some delicious eroticism, it starts to become core to their own desire for others. For example, you might get this feeling, well, if you don't want me, I feel less want for you. Or maybe even I wasn't that attracted to her, but in seeing how much she wants me, I became attracted. Does any of that resonate? Have you had that experience before? What this says to me, this eroticism that revolves around being desired, I actually think this is an eroticism that's fed by other deeper desires for things like acceptance and love, regardless of the type of relationship, actually, regardless of whether we're talking about a one-night stand here or a relationship that you've been in for a couple of years, that underneath this hotness of being desired, there is something connected to these deeper desires for acceptance and love. And I would also go as far to say that while this is incredibly common among men, I actually think this is really common across gender and orientation lines too. So no matter who you are or who you're dating or having sex with, it's highly likely that your partner wants to feel wanted too. Inside all of this, inside all of these human beings moving around, wanting to feel desired, craving feeling desired as part of their eroticism, there's one really 
big problem. And that is that when you externalize a core component of your sexuality, you become disempowered. I'm going to pause there for a moment, and I want you to think about it. If you're reliant on the desire of others to generate your own desire, this can become a breeding ground for a lot of negative side effects, things like resentment or things like frustration or helplessness or even victimhood. And now this all sounds like a massive downer, right? But that's what happens when we become quite externally dependent. If you're believing that your partner's desire for you isn't just a wonderful thing to experience together, but is actually essential to you feeling sexy and sexual and desirable, and if for you it's so necessary to be able to feel fully expressed as a sexual being, then on days where you're not really getting that vibe from them, you might start to feel a bit resentful or frustrated. Maybe you really want to feel sexual and feel sexy with your partner, so why aren't they, why aren't they showing you their desire for you? Whenever we're externally reliant on someone else for something core to our own being, it can really lead to big feelings of helplessness. Because if you need this to come from someone else, and it's not, then what are you supposed to do? And, and fundamentally, the grain of truth in that is the fact that we can never control other people. We can't control other people's thoughts or feelings or behaviors in the world. And so this sense of helplessness in this context can make a lot of sense. Similarly, that can kind of all morph and point towards a sense of victimhood, a sense of being victimized and then really getting inside of that, that I have to settle for less. I am looked down on by the world. You know, I'm a pariah. I'm cast out. I am unable to do anything to improve my situation. Those thoughts can start to, to spring up. And after, you know, after talking about the negative sides of this, right, I do want to share some good news with you, which is that you do, in fact, have more control over the situation than you think you do. Guys, you really are more powerful here than you give yourselves credit for. Even though you never can control how someone else responds, what you always have control over is yourself and how you respond. Right now, I want to ask you two questions. These are pivotal questions in this arena of wanting to be wanted. Do you feel worthy of desire? Do you feel worthy of being desired by your partner, by your hookups, by your wife, by your girlfriend? Do you feel worthy of desire from others? And specifically here, guys, do you feel worthy of sexual desire? A lot of people that I speak with, a lot of men in STEM, are really comfortable with being desired for their intellect, their expertise, for what they can do, for what they can make. But here on this podcast, which is called Sexual Craftsmanship, right? We talk about sex here. Do you feel worthy of sexual desire? 
And my second question for you is, do you desire yourself? Do you desire yourself sexually? Do you see yourself as a sexy person? Do you crave yourself in a sexual way? Now, why am I asking you these questions, right? Well, first of all, if you don't feel worthy of desire, then you will never trust that anyone desires you, even if they do. I see this time and time again where men speak to me about wanting so desperately to feel desired. And then if we walk through some of the behaviors that they're receiving from their friends with benefits or from their partners or from their hookups, and we kind of take a step back and look at it with a a bit of a bird's eye view, their partners are actually demonstrating behaviors that indicate desire, right? That indicate that they want to be having sex with them, that they think they're sexy, that they're turned on by them. And still, these guys are blind to that desire being there Because on some deep down level, they're not feeling worthy of desire. They find it almost impossible to imagine that someone could desire them sexually, could desire them in this way that's not at all connected necessarily to what they can do, what they can build, the ways that they can be useful in the world, but just for who they are, exactly as they are. Oof, you know, that's some deep stuff right there. And And I do want to jump in at this moment and say, you know, the external validation can feel really nice. That's a really human, normal desire. But the second point I want to make here is external validation ultimately will not satisfy you. You'll get a temporary hit of dopamine. I'm not going to lie. And it's going to feel great in that moment when you do receive it. But then it's going to fade. And you're going to be back wondering, wanting, craving, seeking for someone to desire you. Maybe seeking for someone to desire you so that you can feel sexy and sexual and turned on. So the message here, right, is that your worthiness always comes from within. And you're the one who gets to decide that you are worthy of sexual desire. And no partner no hookup, no friend with benefits, no friend even can make you feel that way. It's it's a big change, right? Because we come to this with the belief that our desirability, our our ranking, our quote-unquote sexual market value, as much as I hate that way of talking about human beings and their sexuality, but it's out there in the ether, right? We've all read about it. We've all been exposed to it. And what that indicates is that it's always in the hands of others to determine your value. And in this case, talking about your value as a sexual being. And I'm here to tell you that's patently false, even though that feels really counterintuitive. The good news about controlling your worthiness, even though it feels counterintuitive, is that you can then therefore give yourself this gift at any time. It is within your control. And you might be wondering, well, how do you do that? And I'm going to deliver. So the first thing to do to get started with really owning your worthiness as a sexual being, with starting to see yourself as 
sexy, hot, gorgeous, desirable, totally fuckable, is I'd like you to sit down, grab a piece of paper, or I don't know, crack open your laptop, and write out a list of everything that makes you feel desired. And I want you to aim for at least 10 actions that make you feel desired. And here I'm, I'm wanting you to hone in on actions or behaviors and start where you are, right? What are things other people do that make you feel desired? It could be things like, when I receive a compliment about my body, I feel desired. It could be things like, when my partner tells me they had a really strong orgasm, that makes me feel desired. It could be things like, when my partner gives me a hug, that makes me feel desired. Whatever it is for you, sit down and list these behaviors out because you're going to use this list in two different ways. The first one is that I want you to refer back to this list whenever you're starting to get in that doubtful place. Maybe you're wondering, does my friend with benefits actually desire me? Well, what you can do is pull out this list of behaviors that indicates to you that you are desired and you can engage the rational part of your brain. You can step out of the emotional charge that all of us have around this and instead go, okay, did my friend with benefits compliment my body? Yes. Did my friend with benefits give me a hug? Yes. Did my friend with benefits talk about how great her orgasm was? No. Okay. Hmm. On balance, yes, she's doing a number of behaviors that indicate that she desires me. So you can use that. And this is really a bit of a temporary step to help, help you see when you're receiving desire cues from other people. Because remember what I said earlier, if you don't believe it down to your core, you're never going to fully trust it and you're never going to be satisfied. And at the same time, practicing identifying desire in the wild can give you a bit of a sense check, especially if you're getting into a place of frustration or helplessness or resentment or victimhood. This is part of how you climb out of that thinking. And then the other way you're going to use this list, it's even more important, in fact, is I want you to go through this list once you've created it and ask yourself, how can I start doing more of these behaviors toward myself each and every day? Ooh. All right. Think about that. How can I start showing myself that I'm desired each and every day? If one of the things on your list is receiving compliments about my body, maybe as you climb out of the shower in the morning, take a look at yourself in the mirror and give yourself a compliment. You could do it inside of your head. You could also say it out loud. Try it. And get into this habit of giving yourself desire cues every day. Take some time. It doesn't have to be a lot every day and try to do at least one of those things off of that list. You might be rolling your eyes up in your head and saying, oh, you want me to hug myself? Yes. Yes, I do. You can do this privately because ultimately it is just for you. I'm not asking you to walk around on the street and, you know, shout out and say, hey, look, I'm hugging myself. No. More 
do these behaviors towards yourself each and every day because the proof is in the pudding, right? The, the realness is in the action, not just thinking about it. And what this leads to beyond just going through your own checklist and trying it out with yourself is a wider concept that can serve you in your dating, sex, and relationship life for the rest of your life. And what that is, is this idea of dating yourself every day. What does that mean? It means each day, take some time to think about what makes me feel good? What makes me feel sexy? And do that. Do some of that every single day. If that sounds a little bit overwhelming, one way to think about this is, well, how do you show up for dates? If you're going on a date with someone, what do you do before that date? Maybe you take a shower. Maybe you put on a little bit of your favorite cologne. Maybe you style your hair. Maybe you dress up in clothes that you know look good on you, that fit well, that are comfortable, that help you feel confident. So whatever it is that you're doing to prepare yourself for going on a date with someone, my challenge to you is this. Can you show up this way for yourself every day? Really dial it up a bit, especially if you've never done this before. You may be surprised at how quick it starts working. One exercise I love recommending to my clients is the next time you feel like masturbating or you decide, yeah, I'm going to have a wank right now, is instead of doing whatever it is you normally do, take it as an opportunity to date yourself. Make a four-course meal out of it. That could look like taking a long bath with candles and the lights turned down low and some music playing And then after the bath, massaging your skin with lotion, something that smells good and feels really good. And then taking yourself to the bedroom again, adjust the lighting, right? Make it feel sexy. Maybe put on some of that music you like to turn on when you're having sex. Or pick some music that feels really sexy to you and have that playing softly in the background. And instead of just having a wank, Have a go at making love to yourself and see what that feels like. Because the more you desire yourself, the more you date yourself, and the more you show yourself that you are worthy of desire, the end result, guys, the more desirable you're going to feel. And when you feel really desirable, one key thing (laughs) you will start doing is putting less pressure on your partners to desire you. And when you have less of that pressure, right, when you don't have that tension in the air that, oh my God, if, if I don't get from her that she really desires me, it's going to throw me off here entirely. It's going to make it really hard for me to feel sexual. When you take that pressure away, paradoxically, right, strangely enough, the more space will open up between you for desire to flourish. Another thing that you will get from this process is you're going to learn what being desired feels like, what it feels like in your body when these actions are done, what it feels like to be you when you're desired. And what that will do 
is it will give you the ability to notice much more often when other people desire you. Because if you're not feeling desirable, if you're going into this a bit blind, it can make it really hard to recognize, right? One other side effect of dating yourself every day, of practicing daily desiring yourself, you will care a lot less if someone doesn't desire you because you know you have other options to feel desired that don't rely on any person external to you. You know you can give this to yourself. And this is part of how you can feel really at ease in, in the realm of dating, sex, and relationships. What this will do for you is spark off a virtuous cycle. A virtuous cycle where you feel more desired, and so therefore you feel more desirable, which therefore creates space for others to desire you more. You see, it goes on and on and on. And this is a part where I say... If you want to create more virtuous cycles in your life, now is your last chance to join me for the rejection prescription or the rejection RX. It's both alliterative and not. I kind of love that. It's my one-day virtual intensive where we'll dive deep and have a go at ending the fear of rejection in your life. If you missed it, you can check out uh, episode two, last week's episode, where I outline all the ways that rejection is awesome. And like, guys, trust me, you want more rejection in your life, not less. In one day, I can teach you all of the tools and techniques you need to start welcoming rejection into your life like a boss. On this day, there'll be lots of interaction, small group and pair breakouts, and a lot more besides. Enrollment closes tomorrow on July 24th, 2020. So act now. I've included the link for the rejection prescription, how to join and find out more information in the notes for this episode. Check it out right now if you have any interest in coming along because you've only got until tomorrow to sign up. Alrighty. Okay, craftsman. I hope to see some of you there at the rejection prescription in August. If you enjoyed this podcast, please tell a friend about it. Also consider scribing or following this podcast so you never miss an episode. And I'll catch you next week, right back here. Thanks for listening. If you want to jump right into the sexual craftsmanship process, head on over to sexualcraftsmanship.com backslash friendzone and download your free guide to avoiding the friendzone for good, including five exact scripts you can use today. 